0: 150 years before America was founded, European Christians sailed in search of religious freedom. Landing at Plymouth Rock, they suffered death, disease, starvation, and terrible accidents. Fewer than one half their original number survived that first winter. In 1621, at last, a successful harvest lifted their spirits and promised a bright future in the new world. They stopped to give thanks to God. Today we celebrate Thanksgiving in the shadow of war and recent natural disasters. Yet we too have so much to be thankful for. In the words of the Apostle Paul, who suffered many hardships, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come shall be able to separate us from the love of god which is in christ jesus our lord this year let's follow in the footsteps of those pilgrims nearly four centuries ago who by faith praised god in the midst of overwhelming problems their perseverance gave rise to a mighty move of god that has changed the world for good be strong in faith giving glory to God, knowing that your brothers and sisters before you have done the same thing. Thanksgiving, it has always had the power to change the world.
1: Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, celebrating 50 years of sharing God's unconditional love and grace.
2: Welcome to the Gospel Truth broadcast. Welcome to a very special edition of the Gospel Truth. Don't limit God. He wants you to have an abundant life. God isn't angry at us anymore. The war is over. I know that there's many of you who love God, but I tell you there's a better way to pray. EVERYTHING THAT JESUS CAME TO DO, THE POWER FOR IT IS RELEASED THROUGH THE GOSPEL, THE GOOD NEWS, THE NEARLY TOO GOOD TO BE TRUE NEWS. WELCOME TO OUR THURSDAY'S BROADCAST OF THE GOSPEL TRUTH. YOU KNOW, I'M GOING TO BE CONTINUING TO TEACH ON WHO TOLD YOU THAT YOU WERE NAKED. THAT'S A BRAND NEW BOOK THAT I'VE GOT OUT. I JUST STARTED THIS THIS LAST MONDAY, AND IT'S KIND OF A STRANGE TITLE, BUT THIS IS AN EXACT QUOTATION OF WHAT GOD ASKED ADAM IN GENESIS CHAPTER 3 AND SO I'M GOING TO CONTINUE TO TEACH ON THAT, BUT I'VE GOT TWO THINGS I WANT TO SHARE WITH YOU FIRST. FIRST OF ALL, I WANT TO SAY HAPPY THANKSGIVING TO ALL OF YOU IN THE UNITED STATES. MAN, THIS IS MY FAVORITE HOLIDAY OF ALL OF THEM. YOU KNOW, IT SEEMS LIKE EVERY OTHER HOLIDAY HAS BEEN uh, CORRUPTED IN SOME WAY BY, YOU KNOW, LIKE EASTER, ABOUT AN EASTER BUNNY THAT LAYS EGGS. I DON'T KNOW WHERE THAT CAME FROM. And, AND CHRISTMAS, YOU KNOW, HAS, uh, SANTA CLAUS, AND I'M NOT AGAINST ANY OF THESE THINGS, BUT I'M JUST SAYING THEY'VE BEEN DILUTED uh, BY ALL THESE OTHER THINGS. BUT THANKSGIVING IS JUST PROBABLY ONE OF THE MOST PURE HOLIDAYS THAT WE HAVE, JUST A DAY TO SET ASIDE AND GIVE THANKS FOR ALL THAT GOD HAS DONE FOR US. AND IT DATES ALL THE WAY BACK TO THE 1600S WHEN THE PILGRIMS CAME OVER, AND I TELL YOU, PRAISE GOD FOR ALL OF THE GOOD THINGS THAT HE'S DONE. I KNOW THIS PROGRAM IS SEEN ALL AROUND THE WORLD, AND SO, IT'S NOT JUST AMERICANS WATCHING THIS, BUT I'VE GOT FRIENDS IN ENGLAND AND INDIA AND SOUTH AFRICA AND EVERY PLACE AROUND THE WORLD, AND THERE ARE MANY CHRISTIANS THAT CELEBRATE THANKSGIVING WITH US JUST BECAUSE IT'S A GODLY THING TO DO. THE SCRIPTURE TALKS ABOUT THAT YOU ABOUND IN FAITH WITH THANKSGIVING, COLOSSIANS CHAPTER 2 AND VERSE 7. AND SO PRAISE GOD. MAN, I ENCOURAGE YOU TODAY, AMONGST ALL OF THE OTHER THINGS THAT YOU DO, IF YOU'RE WATCHING SOME GAMES OR WHATEVER IT IS THAT YOU'RE DOING, YOU NEED TO JUST BE THANKFUL FOR WHAT GOD HAS DONE. AND SOME PEOPLE MAY THINK, WELL, MAN, I'VE GOT ALL OF THESE PROBLEMS. WELL, IT COULD BE WORSE. YOU NEED TO THANK GOD THINGS ARE AS GOOD AS THEY ARE. AMEN? SO THAT'S MY FIRST THING IS JUST TO WISH EVERYBODY A HAPPY THANKSGIVING. AND ALSO LET ME MENTION THAT WE ARE HAVING TO UTILIZE ONE OF OUR CONFERENCE ROOMS IN OUR BRAND NEW AUDITORIUM IN WOODLAND PARK, COLORADO, BECAUSE OUR OFFICES IN COLORADO SPRINGS, WE HAVE NOW, ARE IN THE PROCESS OF MOVING THEM UP uh, TO OUR NEW FACILITY HERE IN WOODLAND PARK AND OUR uh, TELEVISION SET IS TORN DOWN AND BEING REBUILT IN OUR NEW FACILITY. SO WE ARE MINUS A TELEVISION SET RIGHT NOW. BUT PRAISE GOD FOR ALL OF OUR MEDIA PEOPLE THAT HAVE MADE THIS LOOK GOOD AND uh, SO THEY'RE STILL DOING CONSTRUCTION. YOU MIGHT BE ABLE TO HEAR SOME CONSTRUCTION NOISE BEHIND ME, BUT THAT IS THE SOUND OF PROGRESS. PRAISE GOD. THE LORD IS DOING SOME AWESOME, AWESOME THINGS HERE. SO I'VE BEEN TALKING ABOUT THIS uh, TEACHING ON WHO TOLD YOU THAT YOU WERE NAKED. IT'S ACTUALLY A STUDY ON THE CONSCIENCE. WHEN ADAM AND EVE ATE OF THE TREE OF THE KNOWLEDGE OF GOOD AND EVIL, THEY GAINED A CONSCIENCE. AND THIS CONSCIENCE, THE VERY FIRST FUNCTION OF THIS CONSCIENCE WAS TO CONDEMN THEM. IT MADE THEM AFRAID, caused SHAME AND GUILT, AND THEY RAN FROM GOD INSTEAD OF TO GOD. AND DID YOU KNOW, EVER SINCE OUR PARENTS, ADAM AND EVE SINNED, EACH ONE OF US HAVE HAD A CONSCIENCE. I'VE SHARED YESTERDAY QUITE A BIT OUT OF ROMANS CHAPTER 1 VERSES 18 THROUGH 20 THAT EVERY SINGLE PERSON WHO HAS EVER LIVED ON THIS PLANET HAS AN INTUITIVE KNOWLEDGE OF GOD AND OF RIGHT AND WRONG ON THE INSIDE OF THEM. NOW YOU'LL HEAR MANY PEOPLE SAY THINGS DIFFERENTLY TODAY, BUT THAT'S NOT WHAT THE WORD SAYS. EVERYBODY HAS THIS INTUITIVE KNOWLEDGE. EVEN SO PEOPLE THAT HAVE NEVER HEARD OF GOD, THEY STILL ARE GOING TO BE HELD ACCOUNTABLE BECAUSE INSIDE OF EVERY PERSON IS THIS KNOWLEDGE OF GOD, EVEN HIS ETERNAL POWER AND GODHEAD, SO THAT ROMANS 1.20 SAYS THEY ARE WITHOUT EXCUSE. AND WHAT THIS KNOWLEDGE IS, IT'S YOUR CONSCIENCE. AND THIS CONSCIENCE, ACCORDING TO ROMANS CHAPTER 2, VERSE 15, IT EITHER ACCUSES YOU OR EXCUSES YOU. AND SOME OF THE OTHER SCRIPTURES THAT I'VE USED. IT EITHER BRINGS CONDEMNATION OR IT GIVES YOU CONFIDENCE. AND CONFIDENCE IS A POWERFUL THING uh, IN OUR RELATIONSHIP WITH THE LORD. SO I'M TEACHING BASICALLY ON WHAT THE CONSCIENCE DOES. AND ONE OF THE POINTS I WANT TO GET ACROSS IS THAT THIS CONSCIENCE DIDN'T COME DIRECTLY FROM GOD. NOW GOD CREATED THIS TREE OF THE KNOWLEDGE OF GOOD AND EVIL. BUT GOD NEVER WANTED US TO KNOW HOW SINFUL WE WERE. HE NEVER WANTED US TO HAVE THIS FEAR AND THIS SHAME, AND THESE THINGS WERE INNOCENT. THAT'S THE REASON THAT ADAM AND EVE, IT SAYS IN GENESIS CHAPTER 2 AND IN VERSE 25 THAT THEY WERE BOTH NAKED, THE MAN AND HIS WIFE, AND WERE NOT ASHAMED. THERE WAS NO SHAME. There was NO SENSE OF UNWORTHINESS, GUILT, CONDEMNATION PRIOR TO THE EATING OF THE TREE OF THE KNOWLEDGE OF GOOD AND EVIL, WHICH IS WHERE THEY GOT THE CONSCIENCE. BUT RIGHT AFTER THEY ATE OF THE TREE, IT SAYS IN GENESIS 3, 7, THAT THE EYES OF THEM BOTH WERE OPEN, AND THEY KNEW THEY WERE NAKED, AND THEY SOWED FIG LEAVES TOGETHER AND MADE THEMSELVES APRON. DID YOU KNOW THEY WEREN'T ANY MORE NAKED AFTER THEY ATE OF THE TREE OF THE KNOWLEDGE OF GOOD AND EVIL THAN THEY WERE BEFORE. THE DIFFERENCE WAS THAT THEY NOW HAD A CONSCIENCE THAT WAS REVEALING SIN UNTO THEM AND CONDEMNING THEM AND CAUSING FEAR AND SHAME. IT WAS THEIR PERCEPTION THAT CHANGED, NOT THEIR PHYSICAL CONDITION. NOW THAT IS REALLY IMPORTANT THAT YOU UNDERSTAND THIS, THAT YOUR CONSCIENCE IS WHERE THIS SENSE OF UNWORTHINESS, GUILT AND SHAME COMES FROM. IT DIDN'T COME FROM GOD, BECAUSE GOD'S ONE WHO ASKED THE QUESTION, WHO TOLD YOU THAT YOU WERE NAKED? IT WASN'T GOD. IT WASN'T THE DEVIL, IT WAS THIS TREE, IT WAS THIS CONSCIENCE THAT THEY RECEIVED. AND THE SAME THING IS TRUE TODAY. GOD IS NOT THE ONE THAT'S CONDEMNING YOU. AND MANY PEOPLE WHO ARE CHRISTIANS WILL SAY, WELL, NO, IT'S THE DEVIL THAT'S CONDEMNING YOU. WELL, I BELIEVE THAT THE DEVIL WILL, HE'S THE ACCUSER OF THE BRETHREN AND HE WILL AMPLIFY AND I'M NOT SAYING THAT HE'S NOT A FACTOR, BUT THE WORST PART OF EVERYTHING IS THE FACT THAT IT'S OUR OWN CONSCIENCE THAT CONDEMNS US. YOU KNOW, AS AN EXAMPLE OF THIS, I WAS RAISED IN A RELIGIOUS HOME. I GOT BORN AGAIN WHEN I WAS EIGHT YEARS OLD, AND I'VE ALWAYS HAD A HEART FOR GOD, SEEKING AFTER GOD, BUT I, THROUGH RELIGION, MY CONSCIENCE WAS CONDEMNING IN A WAY THAT IT SHOULDN'T HAVE BEEN. YOUR CONSCIENCE IS A GUIDE, BUT IT'S NOT A PERFECT GUIDE. IT CAN BE CORRUPTED. IT CAN EITHER BE NEGATED TO WHERE YOU HAVE NO CONSCIENCE AND YOU JUST GO OUT AND SIN WITH IMPUNITY, OR IT CAN BE OVERLY ACTIVATED TO WHERE YOU ARE CONDEMNED OVER THINGS YOU SHOULDN'T BE CONDEMNED OVER. FOR INSTANCE, DID YOU KNOW I WAS RAISED IN THE BAPTIST CHURCH AND THEY TAUGHT, AND NOT ALL BAPTISTS DID THIS, BUT THE BAPTIST CHURCH THAT I WAS IN TAUGHT AGAINST WHAT THEY CALL MIXED BATHING, TALKING ABOUT GOING SWIMMING IN A PUBLIC SWIMMING POOL WHERE THERE WERE GIRLS AND BOYS together. THEY CALLED IT MIXED BATHING BECAUSE THAT SOUNDED WORSE THAN MIXED SWIMMING. IT MADE IT SOUND EVEN MORE UNGODLY. AND ANYWAY, I DIDN'T FULFILL THIS PERFECTLY. EVERY ONCE IN A WHILE, I WOULD GO SWIM IN A PUBLIC SWIMMING POOL, BUT I MEAN, OUR CHURCH TAUGHT AGAINST IT, AND IT WAS CONDEMNED, AND I FELT GUILTY AND CONDEMNED OVER THAT. AND I DON'T BELIEVE THAT THERE WAS ANYTHING WRONG, BUT YET, MY CONSCIENCE CONDEMNED ME AND smote ME OVER SOME THINGS LIKE THIS. I WOULD SEE WRITING ON A, YOU KNOW, A BATHROOM STALL OR SOMETIMES IN CONCRETE OR SOMETHING, SOMEBODY ELSE HAD PUT A WORD OF PROFANITY IN THERE. I DIDN'T HAVE ANYTHING TO DO WITH IT. BUT JUST BECAUSE I HAD SEEN THAT WORD AND THAT THOUGHT CAME ACROSS MY MIND, MAN, I WOULD FEEL GUILTY AND CONDEMNED LIKE, OH GOD, FORGIVE ME FOR SEEING THIS WORD. I DIDN'T HAVE ANYTHING TO DO WITH IT. YOU KNOW WHAT? THAT'S a OVERACTIVE CONSCIENCE. AND THIS IS NOT JUST LIMITED TO ME. I KNOW SOME OF YOU THINK I'M WEIRD. BUT THERE'S A LOT OF WEIRD RELIGIOUS PEOPLE THAT WERE TAUGHT THINGS LIKE THIS. IN THE BIBLE, IN FIRST CORINTHIANS, CHAPTER 8, ALL THE WAY UP THROUGH FOR THE NEXT FOUR OR FIVE CHAPTERS, PAUL IS TALKING ABOUT PEOPLE WHO HAD A CONSCIENCE THAT SMOTE THEM EVERY TIME THEY ate ANY MEAT THAT HAD BEEN SACRIFICED TO AN IDOL. AND WHAT THIS IS REFERRING TO IS THAT IN THOSE DAYS THEY HAD, OF COURSE, IDOL WORSHIP, AND THEY WOULD MAKE MEAT OFFERINGS TO THESE IDOLS, BUT THESE IDOLS, OF COURSE, WERE NOTHING, AND SO THE MEAT WASN'T CONSUMED. AND AFTER THEY GOT THROUGH MAKING THEIR SACRIFICE, WHAT DO YOU DO WITH IT? WELL, THEY WOULD TAKE IT AND THEY WOULD SELL IT IN THE MARKETPLACE. AND SO PAUL WAS SAYING THAT TECHNICALLY, THERE'S NOTHING WRONG WITH THIS MEAT BECAUSE AN IDOL IS NOTHING. IT'S A MAN-MADE THING. THERE'S NO REALITY TO IDOLS AND THINGS LIKE THIS. IT WAS JUST A MAN-MADE THING. SO ON A TECHNICAL SCALE OR BASIS, THERE WAS NOTHING WRONG WITH THAT MEAT. YOU COULD BUY IT, YOU COULD EAT IT, AND THERE'S NOTHING WRONG. BUT HE SAYS THERE'S NOT IN EVERY MAN THAT KNOWLEDGE. FOR SOME WITH CONSCIENCE, AGAIN, THIS IS TALKING ABOUT THIS CONSCIENCE, THE TREE OF KNOWLEDGE OF GOOD AND EVIL, SOME WITH THE CONSCIENCE OF AN IDOL, THEY SEE YOU EAT MEAT THAT HAS BEEN OFFERED TO AN IDOL AND THEN BOUGHT IN THE MARKETPLACE AND THEY SEE YOU DO IT AND IT EMBOLDENS THEM TO DO IT AND YET, BECAUSE TO THEM IT'S WRONG, THEN THEIR CONSCIENCE IS DEFILED AND IT DESTROYS THEM. AND HE KIND OF SUMMARIZES THE WHOLE THING TO HIM THAT KNOWS TO DO GOOD AND DOES IT NOT TO HIM IT IS SIN. SO, AND HE'S TALKING ABOUT THIS SAME THING ABOUT OFFERING, uh, EATING MEAT THAT HAD BEEN OFFERED UNTO AN IDOL, AND IF YOU DO IT THINKING IT'S WRONG, EVEN IF TECHNICALLY THERE WAS NOTHING WRONG WITH IT, BUT IN YOUR OWN HEART IT CONDEMNS YOU, it's, IT DOES DAMAGE UNTO YOU. YOU KNOW, HERE'S ANOTHER EXAMPLE THAT MAYBE YOU CAN RELATE TO, BUT I REMEMBER SEEING THE MOVIE, um, CHARIOTS OF FIRE, MANY YEARS AGO. AND THAT WAS A STORY, IT WAS BASED ON A TRUE STORY ABOUT ERIC LITTLE, WHO WAS A MISSIONARY TO CHINA, AND YET HE WAS A RUNNER. AND HE RAN IN THE OLYMPICS, AND HIS FAMILY DIDN'T WANT HIM TO DO IT BECAUSE THEY THOUGHT THAT IT WOULD MAKE HIM COMPROMISE HIS FAITH IN THE LORD. BUT HE SAYS, NO, HE WAS GOING TO USE IT AS A TESTIMONY FOR THE LORD, AND SO HE WOULD NOT COMPROMISE, AND HE TRAINED. AND WHEN HE GOT TO THE OLYMPICS, IT TURNED OUT THAT ONE OF THE QUALIFYING HEATS THAT HE HAD TO RUN WAS ON A SUNDAY. AND ACCORDING TO HIS RELIGIOUS TRAINING, YOU COULD NOT DO ANYTHING LIKE THAT ON A SUNDAY. AND SO RATHER THAN VIOLATE HIS CONVICTIONS, HE STOOD HIS GROUND. AND ANYWAY, THAT'S WHAT THIS STORY WAS ABOUT. HE WOUND UP BEING ABLE TO SWITCH OUT WITH ONE OF HIS TEAMMATES. HE RAN A DIFFERENT RACE, AND HE DID WIN uh, AN OLYMPIC GOLD MEDAL. BUT THE WHOLE THING WAS ABOUT HIS CONSCIENCE AND THAT HE WAS VIOLATING HIS CONSCIENCE TO GO OUT AND RUN ON A SUNDAY. DID YOU KNOW THAT TECHNICALLY, ACCORDING TO SCRIPTURE, I COULD SPEND 30 MINUTES OR MORE TEACHING ON THIS. I'M JUST GOING TO HAVE TO MENTION THIS QUICKLY. IF YOU DON'T UNDERSTAND WHAT I'M TALKING ABOUT, YOU CAN GO ON MY WEBSITE, AND YOU CAN LOOK UP A TEACHING THAT I HAVE ENTITLED, THE SABBATH REST, AND IT WILL EXPLAIN THIS IN MORE DETAIL. BUT THE SABBATH, AS INSTITUTED IN THE OLD TESTAMENT, ACCORDING TO COLOSSIANS 2:16 AND 17, IT WAS ONLY A PICTURE a shadow of something that was to come. It was not the reality. It was a shadow. And under the Old Testament, it was enforced strictly. People were actually punished and put to death for violating the Sabbath. But in the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 4 says that the Sabbath is no longer a day, it is a relationship where you are resting in what Jesus has done instead of what you are doing. So in the New Testament, WE DON'T OBSERVE THE SABBATH AS A DAY. WE OBSERVE A RELATIONSHIP WITH THE LORD. AND AGAIN, I COULD SPEND A LOT MORE TIME EXPLAINING THAT. BUT EVEN IF YOU DON'T AGREE WITH THAT, LET ME JUST SAY THAT THE OLD TESTAMENT SABBATH WASN'T SUNDAY. IT WAS SATURDAY. IT WAS SUNDOWN FRIDAY UNTIL SUNDOWN SATURDAY. THAT WAS THE SABBATH. SO THIS WHOLE IDEA THAT ERIC LITTLE HAD THAT SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER HE WAS VIOLATING THE WORD OF GOD IF HE RAN A RACE ON A SUNDAY, TECHNICALLY, THAT ISN'T EVEN THE SABBATH. AND IN THE NEW TESTAMENT, IT'S NO LONGER THE OBSERVANCE OF A DAY, BUT IT'S A RELATIONSHIP WITH THE LORD. SO I SAY ALL OF THIS TO SAY THAT TECHNICALLY, ERIC LITTLE WAS WRONG. BUT DID YOU KNOW THAT TO HIM, THAT WAS WHAT HE BELIEVED, HE WOULD HAVE FELT IN HIS HEART THAT HE WAS SINNING AGAINST GOD IF HE RAN. AND SO FOR HIM, IT WOULD HAVE BEEN WRONG. FOR HIM TO RUN THAT RACE, EVEN THOUGH TECHNICALLY HE COULD HAVE DONE IT. HE DID NOT HAVE THAT KNOWLEDGE. THIS GOES ALONG PERFECTLY WITH WHAT THE APOSTLE PAUL WAS SAYING IN 1 CORINTHIANS ABOUT THAT SOME WITH CONSCIENCE OF THE IDOL EAT, eat IT, AND THEIR CONSCIENCE BEING WEAK IS DEFILED. AND SO YOUR CONSCIENCE ISN'T A PERFECT GUIDE. IT CAN BE OVERACTIVE OR IT CAN BE UNDERACTIVE BASED ON A LOT OF DIFFERENT THINGS, BUT IT IS A FACTOR. YOU CAN'T IGNORE IT. YOU CAN'T LET IT BE THE sole GUIDE, BUT YOU HAVE TO DEAL WITH IT. AND SO I WAS USING THE EXAMPLE OF MYSELF THAT I WAS RAISED IN SUCH A STRICT RELIGIOUS BACKGROUND THAT I REALLY BELIEVED THAT I, MY CONSCIENCE SMOTE ME AND CONDEMNED ME OVER THINGS THAT WEREN'T SIN. BUT I WAS TAUGHT THAT THEY WERE SIN. YOU KNOW, I REMEMBER THE VERY FIRST TIME THAT I EVER MINISTERED OVER IN AUSTRIA And um, I had about 100 or maybe somewhere around 100, 150 people sitting at these tables, round tables, 10 people to a table. And as long as I preached, the place where we were served them free beer. They put free beer on the table. And these people had all of the free beer that they could drink. And it was one of the few times that nobody cared how long I preached. (laughs) And they just would let me go. And I tell you, for my Baptist... MIND THAT IF YOU TAKE ONE DRINK OF A BEER, YOU GO DIRECTLY TO HELL. YOU DO NOT PASS GO. YOU DON'T COLLECT $200. I MEAN, IT WAS JUST TERRIBLE. FOR ME, STANDING UP THERE PREACHING, SEEING PEOPLE DRINK BEER, IT JUST, IT MESSED WITH MY CONSCIENCE. AND THEN I WENT ACROSS THE BORDER INTO ROMANIA, AND WHEN I GOT TO ROMANIA, um, THEY DIDN'T DRINK BEER. BUT IF YOU... WELL, LET ME BACK UP. THESE PEOPLE IN AUSTRIA, THEY DRANK ALL OF THIS BEER, BUT DID YOU KNOW THAT IF YOU SMOKED A CIGARETTE, THAT YOU WENT DIRECTLY TO HELL? AND SO THEY HAD A STANDARD THAT WAS DIFFERENT THAN MY STANDARD. DRINKING BEER WAS OKAY, BUT SMOKING cigarettes WOULD SEND YOU TO HELL. THEN I WENT OVER INTO ROMANIA, AND THEY SMOKED cigarettes AND DRANK BEER, BUT IF YOU EVER DRANK COFFEE, YOU WENT DIRECTLY TO HELL. COFFEE WAS FORBIDDEN. IT WAS A TERRIBLE SIN. Over there, and I, as I begin to go around to some of these countries, I begin to realize that you know some of this has to be cultural. It is not just the way that, that God created us to be. And I now have a lot of my European friends who are here in the school, and of course they've been raised drinking wine. Now the Scripture teaches against drunkenness, and I, and I am total support of that. But I don't believe that drinking one beer or one wine is uh, s- sinful and stuff. And ANYWAY, I'M GOING TO PROBABLY GET A LOT OF CRITICISM OVER THAT. PRAISE GOD, IT'S THANKSGIVING AND OUR OFFICES ARE CLOSED SO THAT YOU WON'T BE ABLE TO CALL IN AND LET ME HAVE IT RIGHT AWAY. BUT ANYWAY, MY POINT IS, YOUR CONSCIENCE, WE ALL HAVE ONE, BUT IT CAN BE skewed, IT CAN BE CORRUPTED. IT CAN GET TO WHERE IT DOESN'T FUNCTION AT ALL OR IT CAN GET TO WHERE IT'S OVERLY SENSITIVE AND IT CONDEMNS YOU OVER THINGS THAT YOU SHOULDN'T EVEN BE CONDEMNED ABOUT. I'VE LIVED MY WHOLE LIFE THAT WAY, BEING CONDEMNED ABOUT THINGS THAT SOME OF YOU NEVER FELT ANY CONDEMNATION OVER. SO ANYWAY, THE POINT IS THAT YOU HAVE A CONSCIENCE. IF YOU IGNORE IT, YOU DO IT TO YOUR OWN DETRIMENT. BECAUSE THE BIBLE SAYS, uh, 1 TIMOTHY CHAPTER 1, VERSE 19, THAT SOME HAVE PUT AWAY A GOOD CONSCIENCE AND MADE THEIR FAITH SHIPWRECKED. IF YOU DON'T HAVE A GOOD CONSCIENCE, IF YOUR CONSCIENCE IS CONDEMNING YOU, I GUARANTEE YOU IT'S GOING TO HINDER YOU IN YOUR RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD. YOU NEED TO LEARN HOW TO PURGE YOUR CONSCIENCE, AND I WILL BE TEACHING ABOUT THAT AND HOW how TO uh, PURGE IT THROUGH THE BLOOD OF THE LORD JESUS, THROUGH WHAT JESUS DID FOR US. SO YOU CAN'T JUST IGNORE A CONSCIENCE. YOU CAN'T JUST SIT THERE AND, AND uh, NOT PAY ATTENTION TO IT, BUT IT CAN CONDEMN YOU WHEN YOU SHOULDN'T BE CONDEMNED. And I'm going to be sharing with you some things that will cleanse your conscience from that. Let me go back to something that I was saying at the end of our program yesterday, and I didn't really get to finish it, but it says in Genesis chapter 2 and in verse 17, the Lord was speaking to Adam, and he says, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And I said on the program yesterday, THAT IN THE HEBREW, THIS WORD FOR DIE IS USED TWICE. IT LITERALLY SAYS, YOU SHALL DIE, DIE. IT'S TALKING ABOUT THAT ONCE YOU DIE SPIRITUALLY, THEN YOU DIE PHYSICALLY AS A RESULT. ADAM LIVED TO BE 930 YEARS OLD. SO HE DIDN'T PHYSICALLY DIE THAT MOMENT HE ate OF IT, BUT HE SPIRITUALLY DIED. THAT EXACT MOMENT IS WHAT THE LORD SAID RIGHT HERE. AND THEN THE PHYSICAL DEATH CAME 930 YEARS LATER. AND SO I WANT TO POINT THIS OUT, THAT ROMANS CHAPTER 6, VERSE 23 SAYS, THE WAGES OF SIN IS DEATH. AND THAT'S NOT JUST TALKING ABOUT PHYSICAL DEATH. IT'S TALKING ABOUT THIS SPIRITUAL DEATH. THE WAGES OF SIN IS SEPARATION FROM GOD. WHEN A PERSON DIES PHYSICALLY, THEY DON'T CEASE TO EXIST THE WAY THAT MANY OF US WHO ARE STILL ALIVE, WE LOOK AT DEATH, AND BECAUSE WE DON'T HAVE ANY MORE INTERACTION WITH THEM, BECAUSE THEY DON'T TALK AND BREATHE AND WALK AND DO ANYTHING ANYMORE, WE JUST SAY, WELL, YOU KNOW, THEY'RE GONE AND IT'S OVER. THERE'S A LOT OF PEOPLE THAT THINK AFTER PHYSICAL DEATH THAT THAT'S JUST THE END OF EVERYTHING. BUT THAT'S NOT WHAT THE WORD TEACHES. THEY STILL EXIST. JAMES CHAPTER 2, VERSE 26, SAYS, AS THE BODY WITHOUT THE SPIRIT IS DEAD, SO FAITH WITHOUT WORKS IS DEAD ALSO. SO WHAT HAPPENS AT PHYSICAL DEATH IS WHEN YOUR SPIRIT AND YOUR SOUL LEAVE YOUR BODY AND YOUR BODY COLLAPSES AND IT DECAYS AND IT TURNS BACK TO DUST. BUT YOU ARE STILL ALIVE. YOU ARE STILL LIVING EITHER IN HEAVEN WITH GOD OR YOU ARE LIVING IN HELL SEPARATED FROM GOD FOR ALL ETERNITY. BUT DEATH DOES NOT END ANYTHING. IT JUST IS A TRANSITION TO A DIFFERENT Uh, WAY OF LIVING. SO DEATH IN THE BIBLE DOESN'T MEAN THAT YOU JUST, IT'S THE END, IT, YOU CEASE TO EXIST. IT MEANS SEPARATION. WHEN ADAM ATE OF THE TREE, HE HIS SPIRIT WAS SEPARATED FROM GOD. IT WAS NO LONGER ALIVE TO GOD. IT WAS DEAD TO GOD. AND THE PHYSICAL DEATH THAT CAME 930 YEARS LATER WAS JUST A RESULT. AND LET ME SAY THAT PHYSICAL DEATH IS NOT THE ONLY RESULT OF SPIRITUAL DEATH, BUT GUILT, IS A FORM OF DEATH. GOD NEVER INTENDED MAN TO LIVE THIS. ANYTHING THAT COMES AS A RESULT OF SIN, AGAIN, ROMANS six twenty three. THE WAGES OF SIN IS DEATH. SO ANYTHING THAT CAME AS A RESULT OF SIN, ANYTHING THAT'S a, re- a PAYMENT, A REACTION, THE FRUIT OF SIN IS DEATH. AND SO GUILT AND CONDEMNATION AND SHAME AND SICKNESS AND POVERTY AND LONELINESS, AND ANGER, AND BITTERNESS, AND UNFORGIVENESS, AND YOU COULD JUST GO ON LISTING ALL OF THESE THINGS. ALL OF THOSE THINGS ARE A FORM OF DEATH. THEY ARE THE RESULT OF SIN AND THE WAGES OF SIN. THE RESULT OF SIN IS DEATH. IT CULMINATES IN PHYSICAL DEATH, AND FOR THE PERSON WHO'S MADE JESUS THEIR LORD, they, uh, then THEIR SPIRIT AND SOUL GOES TO BE WITH THE LORD, AND EVENTUALLY THERE WILL BE A RESURRECTION AND A NEW BODY, AND WE WILL BE ONCE AGAIN SPIRIT, SOUL, AND BODY, A GLORIFIED BODY. BUT FOR THOSE WHO KNOW THE LORD, WE JUST GO TO BE WITH THE LORD, AND WE ACTUALLY ENTER INTO A BETTER EXISTENCE. BUT ALL OF THE NEGATIVE THINGS THAT WE EXPERIENCE HERE ARE A RESULT OF SIN, AND IT'S OUR CONSCIENCE THAT ACTUALLY EMPOWERS AND RELEASES THOSE THINGS IN OUR LIFE. AND SO WHAT I'M TALKING ABOUT, I'VE BEEN LAYING THE GROUNDWORK NOW FOR FOUR DAYS ON THIS, BUT WHAT I'M TALKING ABOUT IS, IT'S OUR CONSCIENCE THAT HAS MADE SIN COME ALIVE. IT'S OUR CONSCIENCE THAT MAKES US CONDEMNED. IT'S OUR CONSCIENCE THAT CAUSES GUILT AND CONDEMNATION AND SHAME AND FEAR. AND YOU HAVE TO LEARN HOW TO PURGE THIS CONSCIENCE IF YOU DON'T. WILL TAKE AWAY ALL OF THE JOY IN YOUR LIFE, EVEN IF YOU'VE BEEN BORN AGAIN. THIS IS ONE OF THE THINGS and I, WHEN I GET INTO First JOHN CHAPTER 3, I'M GOING TO SHOW YOU, HE WAS TALKING TO CHRISTIANS AND JOHN SAID RIGHT THERE THAT IF OUR HEART CONDEMNS US, GOD IS GREATER THAN OUR HEART. THAT'S SHOWING YOU THAT YOU CAN FEEL CONDEMNED EVEN WHEN GOD ISN'T CONDEMNING YOU, WHEN THERE IS NO CONDEMNATION FROM GOD. ROMANS CHAPTER 8 VERSE 1, THERE IS THEREFORE NOW NO CONDEMNATION TO THEM WHO ARE IN CHRIST JESUS. GOD IS NOT CONDEMNING YOU, AND YET MANY OF YOU LIVE IN A CONSTANT STATE OF CONDEMNATION, SHAME, GUILT, AND FEAR, LACK OF CONFIDENCE BECAUSE WE HAVEN'T KNOWN THESE THINGS. WE HAVEN'T LEARNED HOW TO PURGE OUR CONSCIENCE, EXERCISED ourselves TO HAVE A CONSCIENCE THAT IS ALWAYS VOID OF OFFENSE TOWARDS GOD. AND SO THAT'S WHAT THIS TEACHING IS ALL ABOUT. AND THIS IS WHAT I'M GOING TO BE SHARING WITH YOU. AND I TELL YOU, IF YOU DON'T UNDERSTAND THESE THINGS PROPERLY, YOU WILL FEEL LIKE GOD IS THE AUTHOR OF THIS CONDEMNATION THAT YOU'RE FEELING. AND THAT'S NOT TRUE. AND GOD LOVES YOU. IF YOU HAVEN'T YET MADE JESUS YOUR LORD, YOU CAN BE BORN AGAIN, AND THEN YOU WILL HAVE A BRAND NEW SPIRIT THAT IS REUNITED WITH THE LORD. BUT YOU STILL, EVEN AFTER THAT, Once you get born again, you still have to renew this mind. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says you get transformed by the renewing of your mind through the Word of God. So I'm going to be sharing some things with you. You're going to make a big difference.
1: Welcome to the AWM Minute, a small glimpse on how your partnership with Andrew Womack Ministries and Karis Bible College is transforming lives around the world. When Andrew's teachings of God's unconditional love and grace broke the legalism in Mike and Pat's life, they knew their lives would never be the same again. To further grow in this revelation of God's love, the Heisers attended Karis Bible College, where the Holy Spirit began calling them to the heart of Africa.
2: When we got a hold of this message, we realized we had a message now to tell, but we never could have done that if we had not known the authority of the believer. If we had not known that God loved us, If we had not known that He qualifies us, we don't qualify ourselves.
1: Today, the same message that freed them from legalism is now setting lives free from AIDS, sexual slavery, and drug addictions throughout Kenya. To see Mike and Pat's Full Grace encounter, visit awmi.net today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's teaching, which was taken from Andrew's brand new
2: series titled, Who Told You That You Were Naked? LET ME MENTION ONCE AGAIN THAT I'VE GOT A BRAND NEW BOOK ENTITLED, WHO TOLD YOU THAT YOU WERE NAKED? THIS IS ACTUALLY A STUDY IN THE CONSCIENCE. IT WASN'T GOD THAT TOLD ADAM HE WAS NAKED. IT WASN'T THE DEVIL. IT WAS HIS CONSCIENCE, THAT TREE OF THE KNOWLEDGE OF GOOD AND EVIL. AND I NOT ONLY HAVE THE BOOK, BUT I HAVE CD'S AND I ALSO HAVE DVD'S THAT WERE TAKEN FROM OUR TELEVISION PROGRAM. AND I TELL YOU, THIS TEACHING WOULD REALLY, REALLY HELP YOU TO HAVE A CONFIDENCE and an assurance and a boldness with God. So listen to our announcer as he gives you information how you can receive this product. Andrew's teaching titled,
1: Who Told You That You Were Naked? is available in a four part CD album or in a DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. You can also get this teaching in book form. Our helpline is closed today to allow our employees to celebrate the holiday. But you can always visit our website where you can order ministry materials online 24 hours a day, seven days a week at awmi.net. On our website, you'll not only find materials from today's broadcast, you'll find a wealth of ministry resources available to you. If you prefer, you can order materials by writing us. Use the address on your screen.
2: I'd like to encourage you to check out our inside story on our website. This is where we interview people behind the scenes. Go check it out at awmi.net and then check on the inside story. It'll be a blessing to you.